Hello and welcome to Podcast of Vito, a Big Brother podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and joining me as always are my brothers, Terrence. Hey everyone. And Owen. Howdy, howdy. If you're new to the podcast, we will be recapping, discussing, and analyzing every episode of Big Brother All-Star. And with that, let's get into the recap segment of the show, hashtag, but first. We got a lot to talk about this episode, but it's all centered around the HOH, Cody. We start out tonight's episode with Cody and Nicole talking, which is something we probably would have expected because they were originally on season 16 together. And we saw the beginning of a potential alliance. Nicole uh, went to Cody and said that basically she thinks that they should work together. And Cody said, we're solid. Thoughts? Sometimes when the answer is so obvious, that's just that's just the answer, I guess, right? Yeah. Do we think this is something that will actually last the whole season? Like, is this a one of those beginning of the season, day one, day two? alliances well i think that it definitely has the the makings of they maybe start something and then since cody wins the first hoh he's on that first alliance of like eight people were they cool through the first four weeks were they cool on their season i think so i just realized that i had a tease last episode that i don't think i ever fully fleshed out now nicole always has a showmance (laughs) Cody on his season had a major flirtation with an engaged woman. I I knew you were going to say this. (laughs) This is going to be a pseudo showmance is what I'm saying. Interesting. Wow. You know, actually, I saw you kind of like itching last episode to like say that and you didn't get it out for some reason. I completely forgot by the end, I think. I'm really excited about this. I mean, can you rule it out? No. Is this going to be the first season with no showmances? Yes. Yes. I don't really remember. I, I mean, it's like my favorite season ever, but I don't really remember if there were any showmances for BB All-Star the first time around. There 100% were yeah, because were. Boogie they were all and Will and Janelle <laughs> and someone else. That uh, was the best part about the season. What, is that yeah. what she was hanging with, Howie? Like no. As, she, as buddies? or Yeah, I think it was. But I, but I remember there was like, a, Boogie a bathtub had, scene. <laughs> Boogie had... Somewhat, yeah, I do too. Are you thinking of McCray and Amanda? No, no. <laughs> I remember the bathtub scene, and basically the whole time, Boogie and Will were like, "We actually don't like these women." <laughs> well, there you go. Um, um, so I, I think Cody and Nicole makes sense. Like you said, Terrence is a little obvious. I think the rest of the house would probably pick up on that pretty quickly. But my only thing is, I don't really know if Nicole can hang with Cody because, like, she's not Jersey. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like that's I, where Enzo comes in. Yeah, I, right. The meow meow. Uh, no, I, I think you're right that it makes sense. You know, to start like I was saying, it it, it does have the beginnings of like that first big alliance that gets you through the first few evictions because, and and they didn't really you know dote on this too much, but Nicole said something along the lines of "I'll start an all girls alliance, you start an all guys alliance, and we'll talk to each other." That that just has all the makings of hey that'll happen you know quote unquote and then they'll come together to get through the first portion of the game here which i've got an issue with that because that felt like some bush league big brother talk right there oh, as opposed yeah. to all-star oh i'm gonna go start an all girls lines you start an all guys lines and we'll play them 
no one in this house is going to be doing the all girls. All I can like lines. picture Janelle's diary room already of just like, I'm not going along with this, that type of thing. It's pretty much never been a thing. And it certainly isn't going to be a thing during all star. Well, you know, there will be someone who attempts it, right? Like it's Nicole. It, maybe it's Nicole, but yeah, no, I agree. It did kind of have like half baked, like idea type. It's not high quality, level. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like if, if they can pull it off, that's great. But, I don't know. I feel like that's a big leap to say, yeah, you start in all guys. Well, actually, that's not a big leap. You start in all girls, and it'll just work out. I, I would be surprised if that happens. Now, I want to get on this right away. I don't think we've been shy in episode one that we're, we're an anti-Nicole podcast. I'm not quite anti. Okay. I am. Um, her I appeal am has, has worn thin on me. Now, in some of the murmurings on the feeds, I've heard that the behind-the-scenes nickname is Rat Cole. We have two <laughs> Nicoles on the season. Oh, hell yeah. That's, we you don't know this. which Nicole? Well, Rat Cole is blonde Nicole. We needed this. That's incredible. This is inc- What mean, do you mean we amazing. needed this? Well, we were this, actually, this wasn't even with you. I was talking to my wife about the fact that we need to come up with something to... <laughs> shut up. My wife. Um, <laughs> we, we were talking about the fact that you know, you guys need to come up with a nickname for them because this is just not going to work. Yeah. And she was right. Here we are. A blessing. Rat Cole. Rat Cole. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's excellent. So, well, go go ahead. We, I was going to segue. So what do you got? Because I've got a good swig. I've got a good I think, segue. I think you should use that good segue. <laughs> well, you brought up Enzo. And I think perfect time to talk about the potential first alliance. So, you know, getting into hashtag but first. We framed it like it's just Nicole and Cody, but Enzo came to Cody a little later, and because they're both Jersey, said I mean it's ba- he said it's basically in our DNA that we have to be in an alliance. Are we assuming that that's the all guys alliance, or are we assuming that it'll be Nicole, Cody, Enzo potentially? Well, I think that there could be two levels to it. One, uh, you know, Nicole and him did obviously Rat Cole. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I just thought there's no way it could work because the meow meow would sniff out the rat. Oh, true. <laughs> wow. That's he, a good I, one. You know, I actually, I think that even unironically that Enzo, the second he got in a room with Nicole, be like, I don't trust her, bro. I don't trust her, bro. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. But there can be levels to it, right? Where uh, Nicole and Cody are each other's ride or die, but they have other alliances elsewhere. But because if you look at like Cody's personality, he fits with Enzo. It makes total sense. And then this was another quick moment. Tyler comes in. You're 100 percent good. Like he didn't even need to say a word. I think their personalities will click. And all of a sudden, I think we have that all guys alliance forming. And if those are the three centerpieces in terms of the guys, that's probably a pretty strong core to get through a good portion of the game here. I forgot about the Tyler conversation. Yeah, Cody, Tyler, Enzo is an interesting alliance. Which I would be a little disappointed in because I like parts of that alliance and I I just don't really like Cody. <laughs> yeah. Cody, Cody is, you just want him to be like cooler than he is. Well, I was going to ask, my, I, I didn't watch that season. My read on Cody is, so his brother Pauly, he had charisma. He just turned out to be insane. Correct. Cody seems to have no charisma. Yeah, he has no charisma. I was giving him so much credit and just like, you know, the benefit of time. I, I totally was like, oh, yeah, he was fine. I, I'm not a huge fan. I don't hate him or anything like that. No. But, 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. The charisma is definitely not there. They they what, need. He was like that in on season sixteen. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah he. Yeah. Well, we do have to correct things oh, because yes. we've been going <laughs> on huge. and on about how like he was bad at competitions, and so was Derek. Okay, BB historian, clear it up. Definitively well, not the case. Yeah, definitively not the case. It must have just been like the personality that made us think that. Can we get the stats? Terrence, you have the numbers. Yeah, we'll get the full stats. Shout out Joe Shelley, who just watched this season, their season, uh, 16, I believe. And Derek ended up winning four HOHs. We basically said he did everything behind the scenes. Um, and Cody won three HOHs and three vetoes, including the final four veto. That makes him the sole vote and then the final. The most important competition. Won the final HOH, yeah. <laughs> so, yep, yeah, they were comp beasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, that's more or less the, um, that's kind of the resume that forms if you get to the end by being an active player and not a floater. So it makes sense. It, it's kind of silly that we thought that they didn't. On the spot, Hitman? You a Hitman guy now? Oh, total Hitman, Hitman guy. Oh, no. Are you kidding? I love Derek. Uh, but Dan in guy. Memphis? Are you kidding? I'm, that's insane. Brendan put me on spot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Terrence is like, yes, Hitman! <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I Okay, so if you... I, I'm, he doesn't I, even like Cody. <laughs> I don't even really like Cody. Really, that that's a question between like which of the which of the weak links do I like more? I don't really like Memphis that much. Well, I don't remember Memphis that much, but I remember liking him. But I don't... I know for a fact I didn't like Cody very much. Yeah, who didn't like Memphis? Who? Keisha. I've, that, I've heard about that, yeah, but I, that I really don't matters, remember. But. I should do like a speed watch of that season. I just need to know like what happened to We that. should probably just hit the wikis. It'll probably get, get us yeah. well, there. Keisha brought up the, the big moment on her birthday. Was that with Memphis? Because the way they were referencing their hate been. for each other was like, oh, she screamed at me or, or something like that. It must have been if that, if that was a thing. But, and, and this is kind of getting a little bit ahead. We're talking about that potential all-guys alliance. You want to talk about a potentially strong alliance. Those three, I think, are a good core. I'm not sure it's going to happen, but Kaser is like the perfect guy to round out that alliance. Well, I don't think that will happen. Me neither. But, but like that's like a really good mix and match of skills and like talents i think right off the bat is actually a good time to talk about potential alliances sure because uh that's what was going on early on in the episode the alliance i want to see happen because it just seemed like they had uh some chemistry is kazer and tyler he told tyler that. that he was a big fan of his and i mean that would just be the perfect pair yeah. now i want i want that to happen because with janelle yeah, we're we're gonna get into at some point like kind of like an old school versus new school uh, conversation, but I want to see Kaiser Janelle, Danny, and I think I want Ian to round it out. I think it'd be Tyler. Add Tyler to that, and I'm perfectly fine with that. What a formidable alliance! That would be a great alliance. And you know what? I say it would be Tyler. Tyler will be in both alliances. That's just how he plays. True. Also, from what I hear, Nicole, not Rat Cole, uh, developing a good relationship with Kaser specifically. Ooh. So she might be in there too. Not, yeah, not that she's like a major threat, but she might be. In there. I don't get the impression that Kaser would lead her astray a la Cliff. Yeah, if you're going to hitch your wagon to someone, I would much rather hitch it to Kaser in terms of his intelligence level 
than Cliff Hogg. Cliff's probably watching. <laughs> I'm just like, I wouldn't pair up with Kaser. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, my God. Um, all right, so I, I think those are really the potential alliances that we saw. And obviously, with Kaser, Janelle's probably going to be in there. Also on two of the same seasons. Yeah, I mean, there's very little right now that's concrete. Even the little bit of like feeds watching and, and checking out some of like the Twitter accounts and stuff like that. Everyone's just so cool with each other right now and like, you know, kind of treading lightly. So it's really difficult to see what big alliances are forming or like distinct lines in the sand. Well, I can't wait to see that. I The next few episodes, I really just can't wait till they get the ball rolling here. Absolutely. And as BB20 should be all star, Brett said, when you're actually in the house, he said it on the, the Rockstar podcast, which was, I mean, I think we mentioned it last season. Probably one of the worst hours of my life. <laughs> I don't know how you guys did that. I loved it. Honestly. I watched about six minutes and couldn't handle it. The worst part about it was it wasn't a podcast; it was a video, so you had to keep your phone on. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> um, he said that when you're in the house, it's not. You watch the show, and it's like, well, it's A or B, and one's obvious. But in the house, it's A through Z, and then f- like factors on top of those. So I, I think it's like you said, it's just too soon to know who the potential alliances are, but we have to be ahead of the curve as opposed to behind the curve. <laughs> <We'll say. laughs> um, so t- speaking of Kaiser and Janelle, let's talk about the safety suite, um, which is the first twist of the season. And I think Owen said it pretty well last week where, I mean, if I had to guess, if you go into that room, you're safe. <laughs> I I don't know if it came across. I made that remark because you guys buried the lead. You buried the lead, and what the it COVID was vaccine? Clear. Yeah, well, there was that. That was a good joke. But then, like, you read like their like IMDb description of what it would be, and it was just not clear. Two house guests go into a safety suite and come out. A better, better house guest. <laughs> well, but they they didn't give us much more than that last time, did they? True. I I went out on a limb. I'm no, sorry. We didn't bury the lead. Big Brother buried the lead by naming it the safety suite. True. <laughs> and, and, but then leaving it as a cliffhanger, like, huh, I wonder what that's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want me to read off like the the rules, if you will? So everyone gets a VIP pass and they're valid for three weeks. And you can, which seems short. That does seem short. So this is just the beginning of the game here. Uh, and you can only use your VIP pass once uh, during those three weeks. There's an opportunity each week before the nominations. And what happens is if you decide to use it, you enter an individual competition. And among all the people that ended up entering that week, whoever has the best time or the highest score, whatever it may be, ends up winning the safety suite competition they win safety and they then get to choose a person to keep safe for that week as well and that person also has to endure a punishment and this is all basically when it, before noms there's an hour that they say okay in the next hour you have to make your decision and and that ends up being strategic which i was not expecting and you can choose to enter in that time if not Wait until next week, you know, if you still have your VIP pass, and that's about it. So, obviously, we know this was used. Were they clear on whether, like, is it still around? Is it going to be there next week? It's still around, but it's not available for the people who used it, which we'll be getting to soon. Okay. 
okay, so that's the safety suite twist. Not really groundbreaking, but I do like it. You know, I for something like All Stars, I kind of like these just simple, simple twists. It's like, okay, this is a numbers game, and these are two numbers that you can get. And I think that I really want to discuss the decisions that were made with this because I think yeah. both sides of, of the decision are really interesting. Well, before we get into that, we should talk about the inevitable conversations with the HOH. And we weren't really privy to seeing many of these conversations. And quite frankly, I got the impression that Cody uh, basically was alone in the HOH room all week, which I've sort of gotten on my soapbox, I think, multiple seasons of Podcast Vito and said how I actually think winning the first HOH is can be huge. Um, it doesn't seem like that's the case in All-Star because the reason it's huge in non-All-Star seasons is there's a lot of people who either don't know how they're going to play don't really know if they will be good at the game yet. So it's just kind of the popular guy and girl club. Um, but in this case, it just seems like everyone's kind of just doing their own thing. They're all pros. They don't feel the need to go hang out with the HOH and not leave the room because that's, that's what happens. Usually most seasons, someone wins. It's usually uh, someone who's going to be a comp beast throughout the season. Everyone hangs out with them to the point that they probably never sleep because they just don't want to leave so that people can talk behind their back. Not the case at All-Star. So I don't know if that's by design. Like, I don't know if Cody is just being standoffish, but it seems like he's kind of fumbling this opening HOH. I think that's a really astute point, actually. And I think that's a key distinction between the two types of games. I would think that maybe what he was going for in competing and trying to win because he was insecure in the relationships he had had with some of these people. Uh, maybe it's doing the exact opposite of that. Like, yes, he's safe this week, but now he's not advancing those relationships in a meaningful way because maybe because it's all stars, the typical patterns won't prevail. Maybe there won't be an eight person alliance in the first three weeks yeah. because they know the pitfalls of that. Maybe, and maybe they'll just take it from form. I think if you're Cody, you kind of want to follow the Caser uh, executive uh, disposition, and you want to honestly have like open door policy. Like, great to have you on the team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Um, if I were the HOH in that week, I'd be downstairs constantly. Down. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Or open door. Yeah, exactly. I think it's more. I think the move is open door because people feel. Like, they can say anything when they're in the HOH room with a group of people. True. I'm not sure. Obviously, last week, I feel like we talked a lot about how winning the first HOH actually good. But as you're saying, it's probably backfiring because with All-Stars, there's just so much less BS. And there's probably a way for Cody to have played this correctly. And maybe he is. Maybe we're just not seeing it. Yeah, I, I think that's probably pretty accurate. I, I'm I'm sure he I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle. Well, but what I'm the other point that I was making that I'm curious what you guys think about, do you think this is Cody's choice? Do you think he's being standoffish, or do you think it's just that the other people couldn't be bothered? I'm not sure if it's his choice necessarily. It might just be his disposition. Let's ask Keisha. <laughs> True. Although <laughs> One thing that's annoying is Keisha being like, well, I mean, he's not really talking to me. It's like, yeah, why would he? Well, and like you go to him. The most that's why you win. The most obvious thing on Big Brother 
is the person who doesn't it's always it seems like there's always two people who don't go talk to the hoh their week which is just the kiss of death and then they're on the block yeah 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 so it's it's funny because i say like open door policy and it's not even necessarily like having the door open it's it's just like kind of your disposition towards everyone obviously what comes with the hoh is everyone does have to talk to you but like you can make it easy on people you know what i mean that's kind of what i'm getting at and then people i think are more likely to want to work with you and be trusting of you and not feel like they can't approach you but keisha being skeptical thinking that she might be a target i mean janelle put her in her place (laughs) that was incredible (laughs) just you're nervous like (laughs) Oh, like he's so scared of Keisha Smith. Like, wow. She pulled out her last name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's great. And it just shows you, I mean, been there, done that, four-time player. I've been the target, you know, the majority of the time I've been playing. That perspective, that, like, calm that comes with, I don't even care if I'm the target. Like, I'll figure it out. You, yeah. Keisha, you're worried? Like, what's wrong with you? What was yeah. funny about that, too, is I got the impression that Keisha was not offended. Yeah, I I wish we like got her reaction more. But the other thing that we didn't mention when it comes to Cody and Keisha is Cody said what we were all thinking. I don't even remember her. I don't know who she is. <laughs> I'm getting the, an imp- the impression that Keisha is not so much an all-star in the sense of she was a great player. She's just had she had a memorable moment. In Big Brother, that and we that we forgot, <laughs> and fourth, yeah, like the oh she plays fourth, I yeah, think fourth, yeah. So the, like that's kind of how a couple people got here. The disappointing thing is, it's possible she could have been an alternate. The two rumored COVID cases were Josh and Casey. Really? Yeah, I knew Josh. Meatball. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about unconfirmed, but <laughs> I. I was thinking, I think it was during this episode with the safety suite. Uh, remember Josh? I think it was night one when they had that competition. He went and grabbed the gold egg. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> and we were like, this guy's, he's out next week. He well, won. <laughs> this is a, I think that that leads really well into our next discussion, which is the strategy around the the competition. And we, could, we should talk about the conversations before. But yeah. I think that there are some parallels between that moment you referenced and what Josh. ends up happening except that one of them was smart and the other one was dumb stupid <laughs> correct but i, I kind of want to re-examine whether these things are smart or well stupid. what well i i don't think josh i don't think that's up for re-examination <laughs> okay you, well, you guys were coming for me <laughs> it was in the middle of the first competition and he just immediately took the selfish thing and then yelled at everyone that they were coming after <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Uh, uh, what was that? Season 20? 20? 19? Oh, 19. Yeah, 19, yeah. 19. <clears throat> 19, wow. 19 Shout- was a, a rough season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Josh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, perfect time to talk about Kayser and Janelle's separate talks with Cody. So, um, you know, while Keisha is panicking about the fact that she hasn't talked to Cody, uh, Kayser did what any Big Brother fan and especially All-Star would do, he actually went and talked to Cody because he was also a little nervous uh, about where he might stand. I guess being on the same season as Janelle uh, twice and being someone that I think even 15 years later we do remember, he uh, understood that he could be a potential target. So he went and talked to Cody. And, you know, Terrence, you talk about his corporate speak, tried to see if – their 
I think it was, what did he say? If our goals could align. <laughs> I love that. Something like that. Well, I think that it that, was basically an email. Yeah. I think that's interesting because there is like kind of that, that passive quality, but you're trying to be assertive, but like you kind of have to be passive in the way you approach it. And I don't know if it has something to do with their age and maybe the difference between Cody being 29 case or Janelle 39, 40 Janelle did the same thing. She's like, if I could have the opportunity to work with you, that yeah. type of thing. I, I don't know if that is anything specific to them, but I found that interesting. I don't think that the phrasing of that question doesn't sell anything to anyone. No, but it's just meant to say, I come in peace at this early stage. I'm willing to work with you as opposed to against you. And basically while we were watching it, Cody, they cut to the diary room, which by the way, as an aside, love the way the diary room looks. It, it kind of looks like it's a, like a mid-2000s Comedy Central set. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> like a lot of brick and blue. I was going to say even worse, like Mad TV. <laughs> Mad TV, yeah. <laughs> um, but great diary room. I don't I know agree. about that. I, I'm a fan of the diary room. Now, to be fair, every single season, it is completely jarring to me what the new diary room is because it's always bright colors yeah so it, no matter what it looks like you're like holy crap my eyes so give me like three episodes i'll be i'll, I'll be fine i want to finish my point on the wait i was I making a in... point oh you were <laughs> okay go for it but uh we we <laughs> sorry uh i had to mention my uh my comedy central thing yeah. which i thought was a good joke but <laughs> <laughs> um you know they cut to cody in the diary room saying you know, I'm kind of a little bit concerned about Kaser and Janelle. Smart. And then immediately cut to Cody trying to play it cool with Kaser and Janelle, which he did not do so well. Um, and Owen, oh, if you want to make a point before we get into exactly what he said. Well, my point from the Kaser and Janelle perspective is they already got the vibe that they were, that they're targets. Mm-hmm. So have a sales pitch not an i come in peace because the guns already pointed at you guarantee like if i win hoh you are not going up do just do something like that sell it yeah i i think i agree with that you could be a little bit more convincing um i think it's also worth noting the perspective that cody was coming from these were his two targets now we don't think that they explicitly knew that maybe they heard something through the grapevine but the edit at least makes us believe that Kaser and Janelle are just such savvy players that they picked up on Cody's inability to sell them like, oh, you're safe. Yeah. So Cody did uh, something that you see, again, from more amateurish Big Brother players. So it's kind of interesting to see Nicole make uh, what I said, like a Bush League move. And then Cody basically did the same thing a little while later. He, he did the, yeah, like, you know, there's just a lot going on in the house. So I'm just kind of like feeling things out you know what i mean and and like i don't really want to like lock myself into anything i mean it could you be more obvious it it's when you watch big brother i said earlier the person who doesn't go talk to the hoh is an obvious target and if the hoh says i'm just kind of feeling things out to you you're going on the block period it's kind of like if if a friend quote unquote friend asks you to like hang out over the weekend and you don't want to hang out with them and it's like the BS excuse. That's what yes. it is. <laughs> it's like, oh a lot, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, like uh, I've just been so busy lately. Yeah. 
Uh, so, I mean, that pretty much immediately tipped his hand to two pros, absolute pros, and they didn't really show us what they were thinking. Uh, they showed us that they were both concerned in the diary room, but we didn't see any conversations going on between Janelle and Kesara. I'm hoping we do uh, next episode. We've been somewhat keeping up with the live feeds, but I haven't heard any scuttlebutt. It seems like I, I think I want to say I saw something along the lines of, you know, they're definitely comfortable with each other. Mm. And I think they said something along the lines of we can't really be seen together because it's so obvious. Former Alliance members. Former Alliance members. There seem, there seem to be a pretty distinct just understanding between them. Now, because of the edit, we have to assume it, it looks like it's unspoken, but I'm sure they're talking somewhat. I'm, they yeah. seem to be kind of in lockstep. And Janelle seems very comfortable just kind of going through the house and socializing, making these relationships. Kaser is much more like intense. Yeah. <laughs> And he's trying to make the relationships too, but like it gets to the point quick. It gets to like, okay, gaming. I'm gaming now. You know what I mean? Right. I, I do think a little bit of the intensity is a little bit more behind closed doors. Um, yeah. He might be like a, a dire room all star. Yeah. Like, oh, who's the guy last year who screamed like a maniac? Uh, Sam. Sam. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride, but it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> I did see one quote of Kaser to Janelle. I'm paraphrasing here. That was something along the lines of, like, I get the vibe that everyone thinks we're big deals, but they don't know how dangerous we could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I say that we didn't get to see a conversation. Um, the way that, I mean, the way the show was edited, I got the impression that they talked to Cody at the 11th hour. The, the last hour there are the hour where the safety suite yep. is available and they Kayser went up the stairs with 15 seconds left Janelle said we're going and they both locked in with I mean seconds to go so the safety suite gets used right off the bat which I think the fact that it's only around for three weeks was inevitable uh, and we then got to see what the safety suite entails which, for starters, was surprising to me. Uh, he got on an elevator that went to a bigger room. I don't think I've ever seen that in Big Brother. Yeah, Big Brother, uh, the Big Brother house has levels, I guess. Yeah, and, and it was like a was playing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but can we talk about the strategy there? Because I think, yeah, I, I really like the way they pulled that off. I would like to think that at the very least, Kaser was saying, "Okay, I, I guess I'm not comfortable with Cody." One. But if no one's going to do this, you know, with 30 seconds left, I'm going to go do it because that's a distinct advantage over everybody else. And that is why I wanted to make it a parallel to what Josh did is because if there's something tangible that you can go grab in the game that either gets you power or safety, it's kind of hard to totally argue against it. I, I refuse to equate this to now, Josh. <laughs> I just think that Josh is a moron. So that like paints my opinion on his move. Well, but, and, uh, but I'm not. Let me finish. If I were on the show and I got any opportunity to not be evicted night one or week one, I would take that. Well, no, but the difference between Josh, what Josh did, and what Kazer and Janelle did is Kazer and Janelle did it with cause, and Josh did well, not. Okay, but here, here's what I think is being. 
is being lost a little bit. I'm not trying to say like Josh was a genius or anything like that. I'm just thinking that's like the most distinct, hey, there's this carrot out there week one and you can use it. And someone did it. Now, for him, he ends up winning. That's not why he won. But it's it's just, you know, a, an interesting comparison. What I'm saying is I think right now we have confirmation bias with the fact that Cody was going for them. We They didn't know distinctly, like explicitly, that he was going to be going after them. They're acting on a hunch in the same way Josh did. Now, Josh just was stupid and misinformed. But I think in that case, grabbing the tangible thing is is good. I'm more curious about like the long-term social implications. I think, Owen, you said that Janelle said, hey, we need to win HOH now. And yeah. that's probably true. But maybe if you're strong players like we think they are, maybe that's okay. Because if you're Janelle, you're comfortable with the fact that, like, yeah, I, I do need to win well, things to, to go far in this game, and now I'll do it. And it was obviously very savvy of them because all this means is, well, they were already targets week one. Now they're just targets week two. Well, I also think that you're just you kick the bucket. That's what they have to do because they're big targets to start off. I with. think it's a more savvy move in All Star when everyone's coming out of the gate, no holds barred. But I think it's a bad social play in most other seasons. Agreed. Yeah, I mean they're they're like the tar- the main targets out of a group of All Stars. They kind of had to play with what what was given them. So I find but that interesting. In another season, going off of what I was saying, I just think. BB is a weird game where people simultaneously have incredible memories and also really short ones. It's like so, our pod. Exactly. <laughs> so if you get past like the first three weeks and you took that week one immunity, no one cares anymore. That's the exact next point I was going to make about Josh because what did it matter? It mattered like like in those They're like, yeah, that days. was kind of a loose cannon move. And <laughs> yeah. If if we want to give him a genius status it was because he acted like such a moron no one put any priority in getting him out well jo- josh was in mensa <laughs> <laughs> who was raven, raven. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah and one other quick majored thing. in dance do we oh, what was your uh undergraduate gpa dance that was her response <laughs> that was her response to that question. i remember i remember watching that and being like what? <laughs> not not this dancing academy. No, not that it was dance. That was her response to what was your GPA? <laughs> um, <laughs> one more thing before we get into like the actual comp. We should uh, before you make a point. We should like look up and see if Raven and Matt like continued. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, they didn't. There's no chance, right? <laughs> Matt found like a. Um, he found like a one of the few remaining boxes of Waffle Crisp and fell in love with that. <laughs> I forgot about that. So now, ta- talking about a guy who's not a comp beast, Matt. My oh, God, God, we we got that impression. Right. We gave him the benefit of the doubt for so long. Yeah, I thought Matt was good. <laughs> Pretty much until it was over, I was like, Matt could still. Oh yeah, he's watch a out for Matt. This was on purpose. <laughs> um, so Cody, his original plan, target Janelle and Kaser. What do you guys think about that? Was that the right move? Yes. Uh no, I think you. I, think pl- I agree with you. I think you play the first week, even of All Star, like any other week of, or like any other first week of Big Brother. It should have been his first uh, inclination, Keisha and whoever, and who it ended up being. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think because you, his clear weakness, and he knew it from the beginning, was okay. 
I don't have these uh, connections with these people and their strong players being, I'm assuming he was talking about like Janelle, maybe Danny. The I don't older know. ones, yeah. The older ones. I don't have these strong connections. So, so did you use your HOH to do anything but protect yourself from going home week one? Did you make those relationships? Because I think that there's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy with these. It's like a metagame within like the, the community of Big Brother. They all know each other from outside. There definitely was pre-gaming going on where people were talking and, and that stuff matters. And maybe that's part of why he was so insecure going in. Um, but it's kind of like, and I think a lot of Tampering. shows. Yeah, kind of. And, and a lot of shows like this, the challenge is one we always compare to where these people all know each other. They have relationships outside of the show. There becomes a community where like we protect our own. And then yeah. we'll fight each other. And I kind of expected that to happen here. And I'm kind of surprised that he went the opposite way. Okay. So, now, I don't actually really think it was the right move. Because putting myself in the position, I'd want to work with Janelle and Kaser. Same. But where it can be defended is that clearly Cody has already decided, like, the small grouping that he wants to be around like give or take uh plus or minus like memphis um Ooh, i forgot about so that. he decided to he wanted to take a shot at the other side and who is the other side to him it would be those two and they're huge targets yeah this took out like a sore thumb it's funny janelle has like this like mystical power over these people because he basically he basically was like I'm targeting her because I want to work with her so much, and I feel like I'd just like give her the money at the end. It's like he said, I don't even remember he, that. Remember what he said, he said something along those lines. Maybe, maybe, I mean, did maybe you I, like imagine that? It's possible, but he basically said that she's she would be really great to play the game with, and like I feel like people are just gonna want to keep I, her around. I feel like um, I do remember it, and I took it a little differently. He kind of was saying like if she's at the end, based on her whole track record in the show, she wins automatically. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I, I, I thought I maybe I just maybe I just you know inferred that he wanted to work with her at some point, but still, I, I she mean, does have like kind of a mystique in that house. Yeah, how, how could you not if you're a Big Brother fan? Like we exactly. all love Janelle. Um, I quick aside, who are like the star power Big Brother players? It's Janelle. It's I think Danny. Danny. Evil Dick, Dan, Dr. Will, Boogie. I know you guys uh, get mad about that, but Boogie is one. Yeah, Boogie's a star. Oh, yeah. uh, then I think... He's a star. I, I don't think, think he's a power player. Then though. I think you start to get into more recent seasons. I think Derek. Derek. Paul. Paul. I'm not sure if Paul is star status. Like, I, where you... If, as a BB fan, would you be starstruck seeing Paul? Oh, well, wait, so that's the premise that we're going That's here? what I'm thinking, yeah. Oh. Um, well, no, because you'd be so much shorter. Because it's like the the Janelle <laughs> mystique. The only she reason... just scares people by just like being around. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's some peop- there's some more recent ones who I think could get there. Like, I think Tyler could get there. Yeah. Um, I, I think Paul... I actually think Paul did get there. I just think the fact that he was on back-to-back seasons makes you not think from that way because there was no space. Maybe, but he went. He came in Paul, second. Paul wasn't necessarily like he wasn't like a fan favorite. Pissed. Though. 
He said piss. He did. He did. I say that in my life That's now. That's part I, of my vernacular now. Yeah, in yeah. my life and now, I just say things like pissed. <laughs> it's true. I don't say friendship, but yeah, no, oh, no I, I don't lame. like that one. Yeah, no, but uh, but it worked on people. That's the thing. They like, thought, yeah. In a house full of weak people, that appeals to them. Like, oh yeah, Paul, like Paul yeah, that's is us. the star of the meme era. Wow. Oh, oh you know <laughs> he you know, foretold TikTok. <laughs> you know who weirdly is like, I think just on the fringe. I think Mama Day. Mama Day is like oh, wildly popular, and she's a, yeah. a gif that people who don't even know what Big Brother is yeah. shows up on the internet. You don't need to convince me. Uh, <laughs> so. All of that to get to the fact that Kayser won, but it's sort of irrelevant who won because they were obviously uh, working together by swiping at the same time and with the plus one feature guaranteed that one of them would be safe and the other would have to wear a dumb costume. Do you think that, and yeah, that that's absolutely right. I think that was a really strong strategic move. They basically guaranteed their outcome. Should anyone else have played? David I, said maybe. David seems like the only one that w- was even considering it. Yeah. David David almost in a way da- David shouldn't have, but I wouldn't have blamed him if he had because we just talked about what Cody should have done. The obvious move was Keisha and David. Keisha because she's just kind of got the vibe of the floatery person that you put up or Keisha and Nicole. Um and David, because he's definitively, which we said last episode, the only one there who's not an all-star. Yeah, this worked out for him, though, I'd say. By being part of the crew that didn't, he's now like kind of assimilating into that group a little bit better. One exactly. thing needs that. It worked for him. I wonder, when it comes to David, I've been seeing some not amazing things. Not like actually, oh, he's a bad person type things. Just he's a bad player. In some fact, r- I think he's some rough stuff. It yeah. always seems like he's a great person on the show. Like what? every time he's on screen, it's like, yeah. what a great guy. What I'm wondering is David might just earn some cachet from being like a personable guy. He right. seems pretty personable. Everyone seemed to like him last season. We watched the show. We all like him. Um, but you were saying that you saw that from the live feeds, he didn't know what the POV was. Which actually offends me. He asked someone how it worked again. It actually kind of offends me because, like, it's it's what we talked about with him last week. It's all star. You didn't watch any seasons. Well, yeah, he didn't the first time he came in either. But you knew you were going to be an all star. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a pandemic. They probably give you CBS All Access. They they, can't give it away. Actually, like should they? They can't give it away. It's only like twelve dollars a month anyway. Whatever it is, eight dollars I think it came out to. But they, like they take it out of like their stipend. But like we need help. They don't give it to him by the we way. We need I'm help. Sure they don't. Think about it. Like we have a Big Brother podcast. We're <laughs> we're not like representative of like the actual marketplace. <laughs> yeah, David probably has things to do. But oh well. Um. So th- that I I think it worked out for him that he didn't use it, but that's hindsight being 2020 i I don't think it would have been insane for him to use it um so moving on from you know any final thoughts on the safety suite um the last point on anyone else who should have done it i don't think there's any definitive alliance that wanted to stop them from doing it so right if, if someone decided to jump in the middle that is immediately drawing a line no one had a real stake and there were no other 
obvious targets at that point. So yeah, I, th- I think it makes sense the way it happened. This segues perfectly because once it you know was out there that the safety suite was used and that his two targets were safe, um, Cody reverted back to his original plan, which was Keisha and Kevin. And Keisha and Kevin, uh, I guess, eventually woke up to the fact that the that because they hadn't talked to him, they were probably targets. Kevin actually did go talk to him. Seems a little bit late, but they had an interesting conversation in the storage room um, that I think we're going to get a little bit more in detail in our discussion uh, shortly. But I do think it's interesting that of the two of them, one of them did go talk to him. Could be interesting come votes because I think at least with HOHs who have a little bit of power, and we, it doesn't seem like Cody is necessarily that type of HOH. They can sway the vote a little bit. So, interesting. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. No, it, it, there's definitely... That's the difference between Kevin and Keisha, right? Did, oh, did that's what Keisha, I mean. <laughs> did, did we not see one Keisha conversation? Why, why do I feel like we saw like with the Cody? slightest thing? No, she didn't talk to him. That's what I'm saying. So. Because while Kevin talked to him too late, Keisha didn't talk to him at all so we get to the nomination ceremony and they put up kevin he or he put up kevin and keisha i always Mm. forget to mention the nomination so i mean we're growing as a pod (laughs) we're growing as a pod oh one one thing uh i hope this is not like a harbinger of what's going to happen for the rest of the season but we have our first costume punishment uh since janelle did not beat caser she's safe but she has a punishment and she's wearing a star costume. And I got to say, the star it, power, the star power, it works for her because she's hiding her COVID roots and, you know, works out. Yeah. Y'all's a good color. Enzo kind of like, he screwed us though, because he basically made a joke that like I would make on the podcast, but now I can't make a joke about the costume. What was that, Brennan? When he said, uh, she looks like a freaking. Like Teletubby or something. Now my question <laughs> is, which was the yellow tubby, Dipsy or Lala? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, no. no Th- those two. I know Tiki Winky and Poe. Exactly. The they're they're the two <laughs> that you wouldn't know. <laughs> was it just? Like, I think Dipsy was green, and I think Lala was yellow. I think so too. But you know. And you know, when I was a kid, I always thought it was Dixie, and then I think like recently I saw it spelled out in like a tweet or something like that. Mind blown. I was like, oh yeah, it's Dipsy. <laughs> so many things are more clear now. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I Mandela affected into thinking it was yeah, maybe you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that wraps up the recap segment of the show. Let's get into uh, a classic podcast of veto segment, perfect for twelve twenty three on a Sunday. Thanks. PGA Championship. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Technically Monday, but we're living. It's Sunday. a Sunday Good evening. Good point. <laughs> but um, I, you know, that's kind of how I operate my life. Where the morning, past midnight into the next day, it's the last day. Oh yeah, totally. I, I think, think most when, once you cross two, it's like all right. Now it's Monday. If you're uh, up that way, I think yeah. three. There's something to that, but th- I. That's a good point, but. Sunday Scaries. Sunday Scaries, the segment where we talk about who should be scared on Sunday. So let's go around the room. Terrence, you were going to start with Kevin. 
Yeah, Kevin, uh, we, we didn't get to see much for him, but he finds himself in the middle of this really by virtue of, I think, falling victim to, to what we originally thought when we saw him. Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Don't really know who he is. It doesn't seem like – I kind of wanted to – I touched on this a little bit earlier. That Big Brother community, that's like a really important thing, it seems, for these guys. And if you're not in there, it's just that's the thing that makes you different. That's the reason you can get voted out. And the power rankings are Jersey, Big Brother community, and then what's the next one? <laughs> um, but The one ahead. thing I want to chime in when it comes to the Big Brother community, though, I don't think Big Brother seems as much of a, like, an alumni-based show, say, like, The Bachelor is. Like, all of those people know each other. Every single one of them. Big Brother, people know who they remember from the show. They don't know the randoms. Uh, Yeah, that's probably true. So, so yeah, well, well, what you're saying, basically, is the community is composed of the winners and the alphas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, in the Big the Brother community... <laughs> How you come off on the show actually matters in terms of like how connected you are in the alumni network. Well, perfect example. When we were watching the show, I brought up a perfect candidate for all-star, Johnny Mac. Everyone will remember Johnny Mac. He's just memorable. But could you remember... I'm trying to think of someone from that season, uh, Becky, whose face got hit by a train. Well, Becky, <laughs> just her face. Becky, I do remember. <laughs> Unbelievable story. I just, we I, talked about this last year. I think about this often. How did that work? Well, I think last year was when we were like, it's been long enough. We can laugh about it. Yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of her, but just like the physics of it. No. Just my face got hit by a train. It's just one of those things where, I mean, it's a horrible thing to happen. Obviously, like it seems like she's okay. Oh, yeah. But it's one of those things where it's almost like funny. Where it's like, yeah, I just randomly leaned my face out at one point in my life, and it actually got hit by a train. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so... Like, you didn't hear it? It's so impossible. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean... Maybe, we had the same moment last season of the probably. Pod. I, I'm not kidding when I say, during the course of a year, I probably think about that three <laughs> to five times. Like, I'm trying to think of just someone random from that season, but I Becky. think... I, no, Be- I, but Becky, you remember Becky because she got hit I'm by a train. <laughs> was Donnie on that season? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Was um, was that a James season with Meg? It was a James. Yes, Meg. Yes. Meg. Meg is. Meg was who I was thinking of. Smoke bomb. Like, but I'm thinking. Well, <laughs> I remember Meg, so I, I, my brain was in pretzel. Yeah, I don't know. I. I so are you, are you going for someone who's like out in the first three? You know who's a good example. Well, it can be that. I, I think that season, the guy who, who was out first, I think his name was Chase, and he had long hair, and he streaked on, like, night two. I think I remember who I you're talking about. And he, he yeah. plugged his Instagram a lot. I barely remember that. <laughs> I think his name was Chase. I don't remember his name, but I remember I can, like, picture him. He Oh, it was that season because when he was talking to Becky, like, when they first met, he referred to Colorado as Rado. <laughs> wow <laughs> oh, what part of Rado are you from once again the podcast that has the best and worst memories in Big Brother history I remember an, like a insular conversation between Chase and Becky about Colorado but <laughs> we can't remember who was on last season but I forget to mention who got nominated every week when we have a segment called Sunday Scaries alright Owen 
who do you have for Sunday Scary? Mine is going to be the off-base one, and it's David, mainly because of what we just talked about, where he just actually doesn't know the game of Big Brother, and he's on an all-star season. And as we've seen, a lot of people are taking that seriously. We We actually didn't touch on it. The old school versus new school mentality of Big Go. Brother here OS has me like really, really hyped because Kaser and Janelle, they are killers. They they are in an all star season and they want to make sure that the game is being played. Whereas some of these newer guys, they just they they don't want to ruffle any feathers. Well, and I think Memphis put it perfectly when he was referring to them, and I guess. I would consider Memphis to be old school, but I guess you could sort of consider it one through nine is old school, and he was ten. I think I would say he, like one through like twelve is old school. I think he's old school, but he wants to be in with Cody. Anyways, what he said was basically they play the game differently, and yeah. you sh- should almost be scared of. Them. I kind of feel like old school is like you, you're the competitor, and you have to show up in these competitions, and. Anyone, anyone is available to go home. I think we've talked about it a lot on this podcast where one of our biggest, I guess, complaints or critiques about modern Big Brother is that people are obsessed with saying, I don't want to get blood on my hands for weeks, way too many weeks. Did you notice that the Big Brother announcer said it today? I don't think I've ever heard that. I did. And um, uh, more frequently... The best player doesn't win, which we won't see in this case. I don't think there's any chance we see that because I think regardless of who gets to the final two, they'll vote for gameplay. Oh, yeah. I I think, yeah, and that's always a deciding factor. It's not going to be a matter of if the people that got there deserved it or not. Whoever deserves it will will get it. So I think that's that's the key, most glaring difference between old school Big Brother and new school. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I thought about that a little more. Old school versus new school. I think 14 might be the line in the sand because that was the last Dan Geesling season. Oh, yeah. And then everything after that, other than Derek, I feel like there were like two virtuoso performances in that time. Derek, Paul, and Paul. I I, I think you're a little harsh on Tyler. I think Tyler's close. Um, Tyler had the style for and, it. And Tyler could actually compete with the old school because – he wins comps. Yeah, no, I, I, I am not dissing Tyler. I, I think I'm giving more credit to someone like Derek because I think there were some real players in that season, and he won a, a more old school season. Whereas I think like Paul be- just trampled all these weak players who were obsessed with not getting blood on their hands and things like that. And oh. Tyler kind of did the same thing. Uh, I agree with that on Paul. I thought BB20 was full of a lot of good players. Hence why better players. Hence yeah. why Casey beat him, and we were cool with it. Yeah, true, true, true. You know, I, I really don't want to crap on but, Tyler. But they, they all played nice. Still, they did play nice. He's also very new in our minds. Like he hasn't reached that like more legendary status. Paul hasn't even really. And Derek, I think, just recently did because it's been six, seven years. Well, Derek gets the benefit of they bring him on a lot to talk strategy. That does sort of add to your myth. That's why, you know, um, Dr. Jeff Will. Schroeder. Not not an amazing player. I mean, I think he had one one good season. Jeff and Jordan have the star power. Yeah, they, Jeff, they have the star power. But like Jeff had a lot Jeff of bravado, but he wasn't a. I don't Jeff was being, a great competitor. His second season, he he was not great. Yeah, if I remember correctly. 
I can never remember his second season, but I think um, they are the last stars. I can't believe we forgot about them, <laughs> which yeah. kind um, of flies in the face. Rachel of Riley thesis. as well. Rachel oh, Riley, yeah. there. You, how do we forget? <laughs> We're like, oh, they're the most memorable. <laughs> we can't remember. Th- I would say three of the most. There's obvious. about ten of them. There's about ten people who just like symbolize transcend the show. Big yeah. Brother. I would argue that Rachel is on the Mount Rushmore of that. We and Meta World Peace. <laughs> celebrity Kato the, the celebrity big brother stars would be uh what was his name from big time rush uh oh, oh, that guy was uh, the worst. james james something james. well you know, i didn't hate him shannon elizabeth was literally the best player in the history of the game shannon was uh is that her name no shannon, yeah, shannon elizabeth yeah. i thought shannon she blew it like real early well, no no <laughs> oh that was her th- her that's idea. what everyone was telling her like a week and a half into yes. playing, like you're literally the best player in the history of this game. Well, you know who I really liked on Celebrity Big Brother, which I, I don't know why they stopped doing it. I hope that it's not dead. I think it is. It probably is. Uh, I like Brandy. Oh yeah, she was she was a hoot. And you know who could have been the best player of all time, gone too soon, was Ryan Lochte. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I forgot that he was even on it. He was like sure. kind of interesting but uh, yeah um so for sunday scaries i have keisha i think keisha is the most obvious one i think she's going home period uh basically uh she's the one who didn't talk to cody uh and we're gonna get into it in just a minute i think that cody's gonna try and influence the vote against Keisha because he sort of feels bad for Kevin. Yeah, and it's easy. I think looking yeah. at the feeds, I think Kevin is making some connections. Doesn't quite seem like Keisha's doing that that much. And yeah, Keisha- she's the easiest and she also just seems like she is kind of anxious about everything. Exactly. Going she's on already her. paranoid, which is the kiss of death. Kiss of death. Um so yeah, I, I think not only do I think she's the obvious choice for Sunday Scaries, I think she's actually going home, unless barring something crazy happening or a competition win. So we're going to debut a new segment following Sunday Scaries, which takes a little knowledge of not even really Big Brother lore. Like we just uh, vamped on Celebrity Big Brother, and this is a reference to Celebrity Big Brother, which is kind of interesting. This segment's called Did You Go to the Acting Academy? Shout out Kato Kalen. Uh, just a little background. The season that Kato Kalen was on, which I believe was the first Celebrity Big Brother, there's only been two. Uh, I think that was the second, second one. Second. Yeah, the better one. The better one. <laughs> there, he was the most. He's if you know anything about Kato Kalen, like now he's the most happy-go-lucky, like middle-aged man you could ever hope to come across. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he massaged poop out of Ricky, Ricky Williams. Williams' bowels. Ricky's colon has never been the same. <laughs> I still have that video clip on my phone, and I like watch it sometimes. It's on our Twitter. It's hilarious. Your FBI agent must be like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm losing my train of thought. The reason for the segment. All of a sudden, he got very mad at one of the other players, Natalie Eva Marie, and blew up on her in the middle of the kitchen asking her if she went to the acting academy because he thought that she was playing him or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why. He actually kind of just misinterpreted something, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes it even better. But <clears throat> but we've we really glommed onto it. So Th- this is said in our household often. Yeah. 
Um, and basically the gist of this segment is we're trying to see who's kind of full, full of shit. Uh, you know, big brother's full of some, sometimes real, sometimes not real pathos. And we're trying to, uh, disseminate who's, who went to the acting Academy and who didn't. And it's specifically like the theatrical moments. Like I'll start here. Did Kevin go to the acting academy and his little storage room breakdown? I I would say no, but my I want to say yes because something about him being forty years old and having that kind of breakdown in that way and like how he was explaining why he was so upset seems a little weird to me. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was genuine. I think it was too, and oh, man, imagine being the HOH and someone just starts like crying to you about how like they're being weird because you're perfect. Yeah, Th- that phrasing was bizarre. Yeah. It wasn't just like, "Hey, I have these insecurities and I'm having a hard time." It's like, "No, your perfection is making me insecure." What a weird well, way to <laughs> appeal to the HOH. But it worked because Cody said he was pushing all the right buttons and I, I mean the obvious button was you're perfect yeah so i don't think anyone can come away from that not being like that's my guy so i guess <laughs> a, a little bit of an offshoot of that did you go to the acting academy cody what were all the right buttons really pushed was oh, his yeah was his head in his hands and i think and he cried in the like diary room. contemplating yeah do you, do you really like buy that or like yeah the diary room is the i mean there's, you've got no reason to lie but he put him up he put him up, but he paused before he put him up, and I think he's going to try and make sure he doesn't go home. Okay, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think neither of these two went to the acting academy. It's been decided. Okay, so my did you go to the acting academy is Nicole. Uh, Rat Cole. I, I was thinking about this. What about Snake Cole? I, snake so Cole. I made the point when we were watching the show that, I mean, Nicole's a snake. That's that's how she's played the game. It, it, this kind of circles back to the beginning. I meant to say this earlier. I don't know if I were Cody, if I'd really be buying into like her being my ride or die, because she did kind of just float from place to place. Yeah. She, did, she didn't come across as a floater because she did enough, at least in her first season, to get through you know week to week. But she definitely always made sure she was on, on the side of power. But that's why I said if... Enzo actually ends up working with Cody. I think I just I can just see it being like him being in the background. Like I don't know. I don't trust Nicole. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely. I li- right. I like Snake Cole though. Okay, well, uh, we'll just call her Rackle Snake Cole every time. Snake Cole, Snake Cole salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's not the worst. Um, uh, psh, but <laughs> anyway, um, did she go to the acting academy when she told Dave Vaughn? That you literally changed my life. Now, a little bit of background here. This is season 18, the season that Nicole won. Uh, she is in the final two against Paul, and Davon was one of the votes on jury that decides it in her favor. Um, so that is her rationale. But Mama Day calls her on it pretty quickly. And, and she's so- an acting teacher. She, yeah, she's true. She, she is the acting academy. So, <laughs> so I think, I think, based on our segment that she did go to the acting academy and this was fake, but 
the fact that the acting coach knew that she was acting makes me think that she's not very good at it. I have a feed tidbit. Ooh. And maybe this is something that could have worked its way. Give me the feeds. Worked its way through uh, (laughs) the Big Brother community. Um, If Devon had been vocal about it before, she was complaining that Nicole never even thanked her for her vote. Oh, okay. So, so she, we don't know where this is in the timeline. So she did go to the acting big, academy. That just makes me kind of laugh. Like Big Brother etiquette. It's like, do I send a thank you card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said like a DM. But I, I think we should probably end up concluding that she did go to the acting academy. This just seems like a, just like even it might be something like that where it was kind of out there in that Big Brother community where you know. Devon's upset about this or it could be you know slight guilt on Nicole's part that yeah I did kind of screw you over to get where I got and this is the manifestation of that so I'm gonna go with you know it's, it's contrived it's bullshit she went to the acting yep. academy Nicole has her degree <laughs> she won the best part about Kato's asking did you go to the acting academy is he like conflated like three things it's like did you learn how to act but did you win an Academy Award, and or did you not? So, <laughs> well, we were we were planning this, and I'm trying to find the clip of Cato screaming, "Did you go to the acting academy?" And there is a bunch of things that come up about Cato's time at an acting academy, and <laughs> I remember thinking at the time, like, yeah, "That's a strange term. I've never heard that." The acting academy <laughs> apparently is something that Cato experienced. I was just like, "Well, Cato's strange." What class were you in? <laughs> He had his teacher come to like OJ's shed. Oh, <laughs> I think so it was yeah, nicer than a shed. A pool house, what, pool whatever house. it was. I'm trying to see if I can find the clip of Cato. It's, it's I'm not just curious to hear what this clip even is. Oh, here it is. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. I've I've Mandela affected twice in one episode. Was it Lolo? No. Um Ricky Williams massaged poop out of Kato. <laughs> oh, you're right. And, and Kato goes like, tummy hurty, colon, blurty. Ouchie. Metaphorically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Here, wait. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this, but play it in the mic. Oh my goodness. It feels like I actually swallowed the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> Ricky, please. You're hilarious, Kato. Wow! <laughs> oh, that was well. That was worthwhile. I don't know if that came through or not, but tummy hurt, tummy hurty, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> um, anyway, with that, let's get into the final segment of the pod. Another classic pod of veto segment. Whose house is it anyway? Our power ranking segment, which ordinarily I believe we do on Thursday, Friday's episode, Friday morning's episode. I'm not positive on that we're the one podcast that basically has to re-remember what we do every year yeah <laughs> but uh i think it's a segment that can be called upon whenever it's necessary well and i think with the first week or two with the schedule being out of whack we have to do it here absolutely because um, we we had no idea last episode but now we have somewhat of an understanding of where things might be and the way we do this we'll go around the room we'll give our number four and then our number three and so on so terrence why don't you start with number four my number four is Kaser. Uh, I think 
he's an absolute gamer. I thought he was a strong player to begin with. And <coughs> bless you. Salute. And he um you know, he he came through with his back against the wall. He read the situation right. He did the he he played his absolute best game this week. So I'm going to give him some credit for that. The only reason he is not higher on my list is because I think he will continue to have his back against the wall and will need to constantly be fighting to win and stay alive. All right. So my number four is going to be Cody, H-O-H. My case kind of goes along the lines of how he's not really doing anything that memorable right now. Uh, and he isn't playing the best HOH. And, you know, we'll grade that later on in the week. We'll see how it ends. But that's how it's going right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I I play this very down the middle, real conservative. I wanted to avoid risk here because I don't. we don't know anything. So... I think you're going to be maybe a little surprised by my whose house. Normally, I like to project a little bit, but I just I I don't know. We don't have the data. Very little. We don't have the data. (laughs) But uh, my number four is Nicole. Snake hole. Snake hole. Snake hole. Rat hole. (laughs) See that that's giving me a heart. That's almost harder than Nicole F versus Nicole (laughs) A. But um, basically, the reason I have her here is because she from what I saw in this episode seems to be the person who's most aligned with the current HOH. That's my only reasoning. It's fair. I mean, yeah, it's something tangible. I, that's, that's what we're grabbing onto right now. This week I'm, I'm very much, especially since we're doing this on Sunday as opposed to, or, you know, Monday's episode as opposed to Fridays. I just want to go with, with what I've got. I'm not projecting ahead. Nicole's number four. I like that. Um, my number three is the same as Owen, and it is Cody. Uh, not a ton to add here. I I would maybe have him a little lower, maybe at four, like Owen. If um, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, Hold on. I, it works out because it seemed like you just like forgot what you were gonna say pretty much yeah but i'm laughing because i had number four as nicole but i didn't actually have number four as nicole um <laughs> i just wrote nicole on my whose house twice and didn't write the person <laughs> who I nice. so my number four is janelle janelle okay and my number four is janelle <laughs> because, oh, okay because i think she's powerhouse player who's already making moves but she's the biggest target there you go. Uh, no, yeah, I like that. Cody, uh, just to finish my awful point, uh, he's still the HOH that gets you somewhere in whose house is anyway. And just because he didn't show anything too great in tonight's episode, he has a, the rest of the week to parlay that power into something more. The final take on Cody, Cody sucks to talk about. He is a horrible podcast contestant. Dude, like, bro, I can't handle the way he talks. Uh, he He never smiles. There's and, just no joy in those and eyes. And also, who cares what he's saying because he's not saying anything. He's feeling some type of way about it. <laughs> um, okay, my number three. Uh, now, I'm always the one that's looser with this segment. You guys want to go straight. Like, I think this person has the most power. Who was the person he put as like his number one that one time? Bella. 
Bella. <laughs> I, I think that, that needs to be brought up just season after okay. season. Owen put Bella as his number one. Okay. I base it off a lot Bella, on like Bella. who are people threatened by? <laughs> who are they talking about? And that's why my number three is Rat Cole Snake Cole. Because she is the talk of the town with all the drama she caused behind the scenes. The feeds cut out when she was talking about it. Is that correct, Terrence? I believe so. I'd have to go find the, the tweet. but So we don't even know what the deal is, but we know something fishy happened. She's a former winner. She's in the ear of the HOH. The number two is always scarier when it comes to who's in the HOH, who's the number two. That's the scary person. Yeah, because they're not the one that's um, going to be targeted first, theoretically. Blowing their and hits. they are not going to hesitate to give their full opinion when given the chance. Rat Cole Snake Cole. So Rat Cole Snake Cole comes in at number three for me. Under my umbrella, Ella, Bella A. <laughs> uh, so my number three is Kaser. He's one step above Janelle. Power player. Making moves. Uh, seems like there's going to be, I think, some people gravitating towards an alliance with those two for that reason. Uh, he's safe this week, but he's probably the number two target behind Janelle. I think, I think he's secondary to her i like that uh my number two is janelle um maybe a little high but i don't know i i feel like she's just kind of the queen in the house and is playing that way the fact that it almost seemed like she on a whim decided to do that go and play that safety comp and maybe that's just the edit and just so thoroughly owned it and then automatically is it made the best game move Purely based on instinct, the way they at least you know showed us, I, I think that goes a long way. And she knew she was going to be fighting from day one, and I would not be surprised if her and Kaser are in power next week somehow. And my number two, as well as Janelle, and it's because of everything you said, but also just she's coming playing right away, and we've already touched on how this season is going to be different than the other seasons. The people who play hard early always go out in the other seasons. In All-Star, maybe you have to be playing right away. I'm sure there's going to be the people that float by a little bit, and that strategy will work. But especially in a position like hers, you don't you don't get the luxury of laying low. Janelle does not have that ability. My number two is Snake Hole. Which I think is what we should go with because isn't like a snake hole like a thing? Snake oil. No, no snake. snake well, no, no. I, ju- I just like I like that snake hole better. salesman. Yeah. The but, snake hole salesman. But isn't sn- a snake hole a thing? <laughs> Might mean, be. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure they make holes. <laughs> we could go stomp some mud holes. Like and Sam. I, I, oh, yeah. That was. Stomp a mud I remember hole. That, that just seeming really dark when she said that. It was, yeah. Well, yeah. I remember her talking about like curb stomping, and then and then Jack took it a whole different direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of people who said things that were like not okay to be yeah. said, um, so I'm not going to explain why she's my number two because I already explained why she was my number two at number four. Wow, that just like broke my brain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number one. Uh, this is always a point of contention on the pod. What is Whose House Is It Anyway? Is it Power Rankings right now? Is it Projection? And frankly, we change our minds every week between each of us. Um, <laughs> and if, and isn't Owen that picks- how Power Rankings work in sports, though? It's all arbitrary, and it's all up to the writer, whoever made it, and then everyone just gets mad. That's exactly right. Um, 
So if we're talking about who I think is the most powerful player in the house at the moment, it's probably Janelle, who was my number two. But my number one, and I'm I'm projecting a bit here because I think I like this player's positioning the most, is Danny. Um, I think that she picked up the right lessons from watching the season since she's been on. We may not agree with it, but the laying low element tends to work very well for the first half to maybe two-thirds of I the mean, game. Well, I mean, you can win. Nicole won. Exactly. <laughs> I think she's picked up on that. And while we're watching Kaser and Janelle play hard, play fast, play old school, play strong, and we're loving it, that does make it so that from week one you're fighting, and with each week that gets by, it gets that much harder for you to stay alive. So if she is somehow this awesome like Pantheon-level player and is managing to make good relationships, fly undercover a little bit, and gets to, let's say, you know, final nine maybe – well, then all of a sudden you have an all-time player kicking their game into high gear, and it's just like, you know, watch out, it's over. Now, I think it's a good point. The best thing that could ever happen for her are Janelle and Case are going a little run, because isn't she number three behind them? You would think so, but the fact that no one is even mentioning her, and I, I, I cannot tie her to anyone specifically, but looking at feeds, she seems to be talking to everybody. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be some you know, decent relationships to come out of that. We'll see what what. Is alliances. it possible because she always looks so different in every season? The Tyler conspiracy, if he had Ooh. cut his hair, she always looks different. Maybe you don't associate what she did in the game. She looks different, but I I she think she's pretty drastically different. She's, I think she's pretty recognizable. It's like, yeah, that's Danielle. Uh, I think she looks... It's really just what hair yeah, color she has, right? I think she, she looks the same like in the face. Well, obviously, because well, I mean, it's her face. That's but, how faces work. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a conspiracy. But my number one is Kaser not projecting just based on the fact that he seems to be calling the shots right now uh, when it comes to what him and Janelle are doing. And he's going to be one of the most important people going into next week. And it also seems like he's going to be the major force in establishing an alliance. And the unfortunate part of all of this is that Kaser is going to be going home very soon. I don't. I don't agree. <laughs> I, with agree. That. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Well, my question with you is, and I, I don't. I don't think it's a bad ranking. He definitely has control right now with the group of him and Janelle. What what influence and controls he have outside? I, that's I'm legitimately well, we asking know. that open ended. I don't know. I don't remember if I said this on the podcast already. Like he really likes Nicole A. Oh yep, uh-huh. um, Tyler. He likes Tyler. He's put in work with David. He's he's doing the the executive thing, touching base with everyone. That's why I don't think he's going to go home soon. Because I, I like I said, I think people are going to gravitate to Janelle and Kaser next. I week. think he is the. Uh, the biggest person who like is the most prominent speaker at the beginning of the game. The most prominent speaker at the beginning always goes home. I, I still think the Agreed. Janelle mystique is prevailing over. Oh, it's it's over something, him. and I forgot it was a thing. And then you're just like watching her communicate with everybody, and it's just like she controls every interaction she's in. But I mean, in the sense that I think she's a bigger target than him. Coming into the game, I would say so, but I, I still think well, I mean, I, I mean, still she, think so. she quite literally is, but things can get jaded in the house, and just Kaser 
so openly trying to make moves all the time, that's just viewed as a bigger threat in the house. Yeah, I think you're right. So my number one, I think, is probably fairly obvious because of the way I'm playing this power ranking. Going forward, my who's house will project forward. It's Cody. He's HOH. (laughs) (laughs) See, I took this very conservatively. No, I I mean, I get it. I like that we kind of had a lot of the similar players, but we see them differently in the hierarchy. Right. Um, So, I mean, any closing thoughts? What if we call Nicole a pod Cole? No. I I don't hate the idea. I just, I can't do a variation on Nicole with two people. Pod Cole, Snake Cole. (laughs) I like how Owen calls her uh, Reckle Snake Cole. Yeah. I'm going to go forward with that. But yeah. Snake Cole, Pod Cole, Rate, uh, Rat Cole. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like hearing your brain break on air. Rate, subscribe, tell your friends, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> that well, that would be Nicole A. Well, there you go. Um <laughs> there you go. Uh so that wraps up uh season four, episode two. Yes. Of Podcast Avito, a Big Brother podcast. Again, uh shout out Rat Cole, rate podcast Cole. Please <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get them into Big Brother. And we will see you on Friday morning to discuss Thursday, Wednesday and Thursday. Yes. yes. Wednesday yes. and Thursday. We will be discussing all of the Big Brother action and some of the feed action. With that, good night, house guests.